Good morning. Highly appropriate coming off the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, sure. You know, very nice. Yeah. Uh, happy Monday. Happy there's that delicious. That, uh, <laughs> buddy. When the so, show starts, uh, he turns it on. Look how he turned it on. Yeah, <laughs> you know. He's you know, definitely in Noodleburg. So <laughs> hilarious. So hilarious. As soon as the lights go on, he's... He's into it. Uh, so lots of stuff going on over the weekend. If you're a South Florida person, be hard to get away from the sports. You get the Heat winning. You get the Panthers playing unconscious. What a fun, fun game I last night. I cannot was. believe that they are up three nothing. It season. is. Uh, they are the like absolutely nine lives. I mean, it is resiliency at its best. You had F one which was all over social media with the, the who's who uh, getting to go to that. Eddie Dykes did a good job. Uh, congratulations, my friend, for, uh, you know, uh, sharing your story of going there. Um, what was up for you, Lori? What'd you do this weekend? Oh, my God. I'm birthday celebrated out. Patrick's birthday was on Saturday. There he is. Awesome. <laughs> it was just one party, one meal. <laughs> I want to throw up. I hate so much. That's awesome. Really? That looks fantastic. One, but you know what? Nobody gets, if you see the videos, it, nobody gets so excited about a birthday. I mean, it's, it's kind of nice. You know? Yeah, that's so sweet. He looks like he had the best time. And, you know, I mean, to yeah. get to celebrate your birthday for an entire weekend, then getting better than that. Um, yeah. I got to start out the weekend, which Friday was Cinco de Mayo. Which, if you do this, it sets up the whole weekend. Look at that deliciousness! Uh, okay. And I got to uh, spend some quality time with. He is Mark. He is just absolutely <laughs> tremendous. I I loved seeing him, spending time with him. It was cer certainly cool. But you kept that going. I think you went back to the beach on Saturday, right? Yeah. So we got up and we went out to the beach and had breakfast on the beach that next day, and then um, you know spent the morning out a little bit, walked around the beach. And then spent Saturday afternoon watching the heat, which was great. And then got up again yesterday morning in early church service, breakfast at American Cafe. For those of you that are Oakland Park residents, American Cafe on Andrews and Prospect. Phenomenal Cuban breakfast spot. Nice. Um, and had a great day just out shopping. I mean, uh, the two days, it felt like a very long weekend. Yeah, nice. Not because I was doing a ton of crazy stuff. We were just very purposeful and we were just very intentional about how we spent our time this weekend. It was great. I mean, we had time in the backyard in the sun. I did some work. It was just really great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then I think the highlight of the weekend for me was something that Jake did. Uh, Jake went uh, to Melbourne to visit a friend and he said to me, I'm going to head up to see Grandpa watch the Heat game with Grandpa. Oh, so uh, yeah. the real GOAT. Uh, so, uh, and, and he came back with a great report. My dad's doing great, uh, which I'm really glad to hear. I'm going to make a trek up and watch one of the games with him as well. And I can promise you that this year we'll be watching some jet games together. So yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> As I was talking to him on FaceTime, and he was so excited about the Jets. I was like, it's only taken you your entire lifetime to be excited about the Jets. Good things come to those who wait. We talked yeah, about no it all the time. Speaking of good things, we'll close out the early part of this. Who doesn't love gifts? Um, my man. Um, so that's um, my man, Jason. My, my attorney, our corporate attorney, sends us a gift and says, because it's Mother's Day, for you mothers. <laughs> Great hats. Great hats. <laughs> that say on the ball. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to pick up my hat today. And then I also got a gift in the mail from Brian Lynn, who, uh, you know, Brian and I connected for coffee because he had a significant point of inflection happen in his life. And uh, I mean, completely out unexpected and out of the blue, I received the box of Omaha steaks and apple tart fritters, which I was like, wow, I didn't even know they sent those two in the freezer. But just uh, I told him, I said, dude, that was totally unnecessary. But uh, thank you very much. So, He's Brian, you're the man. I mean, I, I started working with Brian at the very start of my consulting career. And look at him. He's uh, now still part of the family and working with you. So great stuff. We have great content today. I did a poll on LinkedIn that I'm going to share the results and I want Lori's opinion. And then in keeping with our theme, I want uh, every Monday, I want to sort of go down that leadership lane with uh, with Lori, Lori, the leader. So leadership uh, lane uh, with Lori. This is the iterations continue. So stick around. We got some really good stuff. We got great music. Here we go. Bang. Shane, wake us up. Um, the reason why I did this poll is I see people talking about cold calling still, and it drives me crazy. Like, here's how to get really good at cold calling, which is the stupidest comment I've ever heard in my life. But I'm a very opinionated guy. People know that. So I put a poll out there. Do you answer the phone when you don't recognize the number? For me, non-starter. Delete, delete, delete. I'm not doing it. Shockingly. 34% of the people still said yes, and I have their names, and I will be calling you. <laughs> you may not know my number, so you better answer the phone. So both of you guys, I want your comments. Um, this was a great exercise. I don't. I think it's ridiculous. Give me your, uh, you know, Lori, tell me, do you answer the phone? Because, you know, you're busy. You got a full calendar. Tell me. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> If I don't know the number, I don't answer. Um, and God forbid you do one thing. Like I was looking at mortgages to refinance. Holy moly. I got more calls and texts. And it's just like a delete, 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 delete. Because that's not how I don't do business with people I don't even know. Right. So 
I don't know. I don't get it. Same thing with all these, these things I'm getting on LinkedIn. Like, oh, I'd like to work with you. I work with nonprofits. I'm like, I don't even know you. Like, yeah. no. So uh, Mark, any, Mark, any comment? Yeah, I, you know, I think the yeses, they tend to come from people that are in industries where they have to answer the phone, like real estate agents, right? Like they have, could be buyers, could be sellers. They have random numbers all over the place that are constantly reaching out to them. And that's just part of the nature of their business. But like, I would say for most people, unless you were in that kind of business, they're not answering the phone I'm not answering the phone for a random number unless I'm like waiting for a call back from like American Airlines because, you know, I got something going on with travel and I put my number in for a callback. Then if I'm waiting on something like that, I'll, I'll answer a random number. But other than that, there is 0% chance you're getting. So your- I'm going to bust some balls here this morning. Yeah. I'm, in a, I'm in the mood. You're in a ball you're in the mood. All right. well, Christian says, yes, I do. Missed opportunities. Okay, fear of missing out is not a way to live life. Sure. You know, we've worked with you aggressively going after the opportunities you want to be in front of. Do you cold call people? Because if you do, shame on you. Because tell me one example of an inbound something that produced anything productive in your life. I don't see it. I I don't know. Mark? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I never look at the phone and go, Oh my God, this could be somebody who wants to do business with me. That's not the nature of our business to begin with. But number two, I just don't see that happen, especially to me, but to really anybody. So for me, if, and, and I'm going to kind of point this in Christian's direction as well. Like if I'm worried about missing an opportunity through the phone, And I know I haven't done the work I need to do in order to feel like I've set myself up for success outside of that. So like to me, the the missed opportunities through random numbers coming through the phone, I think that I'm focused on the wrong things and I'm like looking for a Hail Mary or a prayer. I'm consistently doing my work to create conversations so that I'm not reliant on something happening inbound. Yeah, I personally think, first of all, thank you, Helen. Glad to see you participating. And I agree with you. If I get that, I block it because I I think it's the lazy way to get to somebody. Like, I don't want to start a relationship inbound or outbound with a cold call. If if it's an opportunity, they're going to leave a voicemail. Right. Like, no, like, and I would bet to say, like Christian White says a major gift story two days before Thanksgiving. I'm sure if you didn't answer the phone, that person going, what didn't go, oh, he didn't answer. Guess I'm not going to give them money. Right. (laughs) If somebody is coming in with an intention, that intention's not going away because you didn't answer the phone. It's why you don't answer the phone after five or six or seven o'clock. Like set your boundaries. Opportunities are opportunities no matter what. Thank you. you. That was the word I was looking for. Right. We control boundaries. Everybody right. I talk to says, I don't have time. I'm too busy. I'm Because you're busy answering fucking cold calls, man. So, you know, it's, um, and I love Rudy. Thanks for participating. You respond to voicemails. You don't yep. need to answer it in real time. If it's valid, they will leave a message. I have so many messages about this Fakakta tax credit that are, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. hello, I've found $26,000 for you. Like, right. So it's, 
Um, it's just incredible. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad this is a lively topic. Christian, thanks for being a good sport, you know, for us picking on you. Pick whatever strategy you want. I don't because the, I'm spending my time bow and arrow to the people I want to talk to. Right. I don't have time to just get this random, even if it is one time in all of that. Uh, but uh, good, great conversation. Any final points from either of you guys? No, I think, you know, this, it's a matter of your focus and what you're thinking about. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. The, the, uh, Shay, show me the, the, the um, final again. It was 66% of people that said no. So thank Two you. Two thirds is a significant number. So, yeah, so thank you for all that participated. Thanks for all the answers. Everything. Thanks for doing this. Let's get to some motivational Monday music because I got a doozy for you. Just the way it is Some things will never change That's just the way it is Ah, but don't you believe them So uh, it's a fantastic song. I'm totally derailed by the comments. So like, <laughs> Joey Jansen. So Wait Joey, over your head to death. But my fucking head is going to explode. It's right, man. It's like, come on, man. Who is that? <laughs> so that Joey is Joey Jansen. He's a oh, friend. Man. He's a client. He's a great dude. And here's the thing, man. You do whatever you want that makes, that works for you. You know, so I really can't poo-poo it for anybody else. For me, I think if you spend that time in a more productive way, you get better results and you don't put yourself in a position where you show up as a cold caller. Yes. So somebody said here, I think it might have been um, might have been Paula. She said it's about posture, positioning. I'm not showing up on your door, knocking on the door cold. I don't want to be that guy or that girl because I show up differently and I think it matters. So I love Jake said. I don't even answer the phone for people I know. <laughs> I don't know. So Yeah, I know. I tried calling them last week. <laughs> All right, here we go. So uh, I have the leadership topic for the day. Um, and this is Lori. This is the fastball for Lori. What are the biggest challenges facing leaders now? I have outlined five of them. I will give you them one by one and then you comment. Number one, the effects of inflation and the cost of living crisis on business so i think that's one of those so i kind of put challenges in two categories right more of those global issues and challenges like inflation not something we can control right um supply chain things like that so those are some of the things that i would put in that category look it's it's real i mean it's having an effect on our employees and i think that's where it hits us most and that's where the challenges come is, you know, how do you balance? I mean, our, everyone's budgets has gone crazy with salaries and increases and market rates. And so you can't keep right, raising that and still, you know, running the business, keeping it afloat. 
and at the same time, people need to live, right? Um, so I think it's real. Uh, and I think it's something we have to find the balance between those two things. So, so what's part of the strategy behind looking at cost of living increasing, like especially here in South Florida, you know the real estate market is going up, you know just the cost of going out to dinner and doing anything out in public is going up. So realistically, you know to be competitive for talent, you have to pay competitive wages. Yeah. And so how do you look at your business and go, well, there's only so much growth we can really create or really, you know, you know, project, and yet we still have to pay people more. How do you strategize about that? Where do you look to either cut costs or increase revenue? And how do you go about doing that? Yeah, you have to do both, actually, right? You've got to increase revenue. We've got to increase our, our you know, for us being a nonprofit, we got to increase our donations, right? Sales, whatever yep. you want to call it. Correct. Um, but at the same time, I think one of the ways with the salary and the market rates is also around performance, mm. right? You've got to make sure that if you're going to be paying market rate and you're going to continue to increase people's salaries, because it's not just the salaries, the benefits are going up 12 to 15%, right? right. And by the way, I hate to say this, but so we pay the full amount of benefits. Yeah. Okay. I could keep your salary market rate. Yeah. But maybe we have to shift from paying 100% of benefits and maybe you need. So, you know, I think people need to look at the whole thing. And that's what we do. We look at the whole compensation package, yep. not just salary. That makes sense. So I want to comment just from my years in the business, because this is a really, really, really hot topic. Uh, the next one is recruiting, which I'm going to ask your opinion on. So you have recruiting and you have you know, expense load. It's like, all right, how do I keep up? For me, all of my business dealings were, if you do more, you deserve more. I looked at everybody as a separate P&L. People looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, all right, listen, not everybody's in a revenue producing, you know, role. So it becomes harder. But if you can tie people to performance, it becomes easy to say, okay, if we perform better, Here's what you get. If we don't, you're in the same boat as me. Yeah. Like, I can't give you more from the stone if the stone remains the same. And I was very, very upfront with people about sharing that. You know, now Joey, Joey's in the benefits business. The benefit package is very significant. You know, people stay at in careers because, because of the benefits they have. Benefits. As an entrepreneur, I remember paying for it, paying for it, paying for it. And then all of a sudden getting to the place where it was like, we just can't pay for it anymore. And we decided to do three quarters and then it was a half, you know, and then it was like, hey, I'll give you a bump, but you got to go find your own benefits. So it's really, really difficult. Lori, is that possible to do that as an individual, you know, a case by case basis? Or do you have to make that decision as an organization? We're going to go to 50 percent. We're going to go to 75 percent. We're going to go. We're going to stay at 100 percent. Or do you get to work with individuals saying what's most important to you? No, it's as an organization. Yeah, it's a policy, right, that we set across the board. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, you got 401k matches. And that's why I said you need. Uh. And this is something that's really interesting. Employees tend to only look at their salary. Right. Oh, I got offered another job for 5,000 more. Oh, but they're paying their benefits. Right. So at the end of the day, 
you've got to look at the whole thing. If we're putting three or 5% or whatever the number is for 401k, but you don't have that right in the new job, but you got a little bit higher salary. So, you know, I, I think the bottom line is making sure that the package right is comparable, not just the salary. Um, It's gotta, it's gotta be the whole thing. I love that. All right. The next question, I mean, there's a few and we'll typically never get to them all, Lori, because you're just such a great guest. Um, Recruiting new talent. I think almost every organization we work with, recruiting is a major, major hurdle, obstacle, challenge, call it what you want. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Across the board. Um, And I think for lots of reasons, I think uh, where people work from is an issue. Right. They want to work from home. They don't want to work in the office. Uh, They want to be hybrid. So I think that's absolutely contributing to it. Look, the whole generational thing, we could do a a week's worth of shows on the generational differences. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you saying you want to come back? (laughs) (laughs) No, I would come back. You know, so I, I think the whole generational thing being able to speak to each of the different generations and what's important to them. Um, it has to do with recruitment all the way to engagement and employee experience, which we've talked about. So I think that's something we're going to continue to face as the generations change, right. And, and their expectations change and it's going to continue to evolve and we have to continue to evolve as leaders as well. But, you no. know, I so here's, my question. here's my question. I want to, I want to keep it in a, in a fastball for you. You have continued to upskill the entire organization. You've added great people. The organization is different than it was when I first started with JA. You put great people in great seats. Um, how do you keep doing that? How do you recruit? You know, what, what's the strategy that you have? Um, I know a little bit of it, but I'm just curious what your blatant answer would be off the top of your head? I mean, first, one of the most important things is the purpose, right? The people that work at JA don't work there, right? Because they're going to make the biggest, best salary in in the market. They work there because they are passionate about making a difference for young people. And so part of our way of, right, of that is people who have that passion are willing to, to settle a little bit, not... Not not that much, right? They still got to pay their bills and live and support their family. But their passion is what drives them. It's the number one thing for them. So I think for us, and I think that's the same for any business, doesn't matter whether it's nonprofit or not. You know, I think one of the challenges for leaders today is balancing purpose and profits. I think it is one of the most challenging things, hmm. right? Because you your purpose, right, is, you know, whatever your company's purpose might be, but at the same time, you got to control the profits because your board members and your stockholders and your donors and our board of directors expect you not to lose money, right? But, but ultimately, not. chasing the dollar is a zero-sum game, right? It doesn't matter whether it's for the employee, for the organization. When you make decisions chasing the dollar, it never leads you to where you really want to end up being. If you chase the impact if you chase the purpose, it may take you a little bit longer, but it usually leads you to where you want to be and leads you to the dollar in the long run. Well, there was a book that somebody gave me early in my career. It said, do what you love and the money will follow. 
And, and it, it literally changed my life. I mean, it literally pointed me in the direction of, hey, there's lots of ways to make money. But if you hate getting up every day, you know, you got to have more to it. And I think, you know, a lot of what people brought up here was paid time off. Yep. Like I, I did away with that. I said, just take vacation whenever you want. Mark, we, our company does not have a vacation. You don't get two weeks, three weeks. You go when you want to go and you do, you do your job. You're either doing your job or you're not doing your job. And if you're not doing your job, then there's, yeah, no, we just, there's no vacation. Just do what you got to do when you want to do it, as long as you're covered and your job is done. So right. um, yeah, if you're hitting your goals and you're doing your job, uh, so, and hitting the metrics or whatever it is you're measuring by, yeah, that's great. It's when so, they're not. My last question for you, Lori, would be how do you then really incentivize the growth or incentivize, you know, because you could say, hey, you're going to chase your passion and that's great. But ultimately, I do want to take care of you financially. How do you do that? And I know how to do it with revenue facing roles. How do you do it with non-revenue facing roles? How do you tie people that aren't necessarily involved in the development, in the dollars, in the fundraising to say you're critical to our organization's growth. And so therefore you still get a piece of the growth. Can you do that? So in our organization, everyone is a salesperson. If I'm dealing with volunteers and mentors, it's my job to make that connection between the volunteer team or the volunteer company uh, or the mentor and connect them with a development person, right? So that they can start to build that relationship. Uh, and we've seen it. We've seen where donors have come in through volunteer and mentoring. Uh, employers who employ our students, our interns, it's that person's job. Part of their job is to make that referral, right? And, and mm -hmm. shoot that lead over to the development team. So it, for us, everybody's in sales. I love that. And do you quantify that? Do you quantify that impact for people and, and, and realize that in a number or you just live that as a core value? I don't think we, we don't quantify it for anybody who is not in the, in the development piece. Yep. Um, but you know, when somebody is, I mean, you see the teams working together. Um, so, and it works both ways, right? Because if I have a donor, but I feed them to my volunteer mentor team and they mentor and have a great experience, guess what? Yep. They're going to go back. Right. So somebody mentioned customer service, we call it donors, donor stewardship, whatever you want to call it. Right. You, if, if our volunteer team, right, treats that donor really, really well, they have a great experience, they're going to want to keep giving. So yep. everybody's in customer service. Our value, one of our values is deliver the wow. And yep. everybody's in sales. Yep. So in case he's on the again, a, kicking, <laughs> a kicking start to the week. Yep. I know that it gets better. We had huge numbers today. Thank you for all that started your week with us. Remember, we're doing it live we're doing it live June 14th at JA. Lori will be hosting us there. Uh, breakfast will be served. We'll do a live huddle. And then uh, we are going to do a, have a conversation about time management and things that we teach people. So it's listening, learning, being part of something. Make sure you sign up because uh, if you are not on that list, you will not get in that building. I can promise you. So um, all good stuff. Uh, Mark, what do you say? Uh, 
We have Lori come back tomorrow. Um, I, if she wants to, you know, the, the in, it's an open invite for you, Lori. So if wow. you want to be here tomorrow, we're always happy. Well, to Lori ask. posted something yesterday, and I want to drive everybody to her page to see it. Uh, Lori, what was your post about yesterday? Uh, it was about the, the, the adjectives that we use to describe women leaders versus men leaders. Let's talk about that tomorrow. That could be, that could be a really like. <laughs> I like it. Fun topic. Like as long as you don't use the C word. <laughs> that, that C word. <laughs> see you awesome. tomorrow. See you Great tomorrow. start right, to the week. Lori, we'll see you tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Tomorrow, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business.